From this thing right here, it's trying so hard. Oh, exactly. Is that freak? Yes, Nanette. I don't know what happened. I don't. I I don't see her. I don't know if she's still there. But um, we just going going and 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 get this thing rocking. All right, ladies, let's go before this happen again. So I'm gonna go ahead <laughs> up in prayer, and then after that, I want you guys. I do not introduce you because you know you better than yourself and so i'm going to go around and let you introduce yourself um share whatever it is that you want to share about yourself then after that i am going to give you the title of what we're going to talk about today i know it's about the book but i actually came up with another title as well that correlates with this book this testimonial this anthology and so that is what we're going to do, and then we're going to roll from there. So let me go ahead and uh, give this word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come right now, God, first and foremost, just to say thank you, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, thank you, thank you for this day, this time, this opportunity, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for these women, these powerful women who have carved out time, Father God, to, to come and to sit and to speak with me, Father God, in reference to their testimonial, Lord God, how they have lived to tell the story, Lord God. Lord, I pray for each and every one of them. I pray for their households, everything that they're connected to, Father God. Lord, may this book, Father God, go to places and places that they never even thought or imagined, Lord God, because they are your servants. They are your women. They are your daughters, Lord God. And so I pray, Father God, that someone free, Father God, from this interview. Lord, make me laugh. May we have joy. May we have peace, love, Father God, more than we ever thought, Lord God. Lord, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise today, today. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 All right. So I am going to, I see Miss Stacy first. So Miss Stacy, if you could um, just introduce yourself, whatever you want to share with the audience, tell the people what you want them to know about you. All right. Good evening, afternoon, all that stuff. Uh, I am Stacy Metcalf, and I was blessed to be a part of this awesome, awesome book. Um, my perspective on life is just ministering and living in a way that somebody else can be blessed. Um, I want people to know that Stacy has been through some things, endured some things, and still going through some things, but that God is faithful and he is good and his mercy does endure forever. Amen. You better know it do. Yes, it yes. does. Tierra, <laughs> yes. I see you. Thank you, Miss Stacy. Tierra, I see you next. Go on and what you want to drop in here? Hello, everyone. To our listeners, I am the Tierra Graves and this is my 
second time on the podcast. So it's exciting to be back on the podcast with the Pricker. And I just want people to know that I am a woman of God. I'm an educator. But most of all, I am just a vessel and a testimony and a light to anyone who may be struggling. Um, I hope that they find hope, strength, and um, reassurance in my story. And ultimately, they would draw close to the Christ so that God can bring them out like he brought me out. We Amen. 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 Yes. Miss Nanette, I see you next. I hope I pronounced your name right. Yeah, you're correct. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Boy, I was let me tell you something. I was on a struggle bus, but honey, I was <laughs> honey, I was doing all kinds of stuff. But what I want everyone to know is um, what is impossible with man is possible with God. That I'm a living and a walking testimony that um the doctors only gave me six years to live, and it's been 13 years, and I give God all the honor, glory, and the praise for it's rightfully due unto him. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Y'all know yeah. I'm going to have to hear that. You know I'm going to have to hear that. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't get me started. I mean, I'm about to you run. know we're going to have to move. Yes, I put that doctor in front of there. You better oh, talk to Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, hello, hello, everyone. It is sure hello, a blessing bro. to be here, uh, to be on here on today. And um, I am Dr. Tina Beatty from Charleston, West Virginia. I am an apostle, senior pastor of King of Glory International Ministries and Lion of Judah International Ministries. Um, I am the um, visionary author of I Live to Tell It. I also do a conference that I've been doing um, for the past, this year we'll make it 12 years of doing I Live to Tell It. So um, that conference has been international. We've been to the Bahamas. We did it on a cruise. We did it in South Africa. And um, we're just, it's, it's just this year has really been a blessing. God has taken it another way. You know, I finally got to write the book, you know, have the 12 wonderful, awesome, well, 11 awesome women, anointed women with powerful testimonies um, that have, um, that are with me on this book project. And God has really blessed it. It is a deliverance. It's a healing book. It's an overcoming book that souls will be, lives will be changed. You know, you're just going to hear a, an overcoming, powerful testimony of Jesus Christ in every chapter, all 12 chapters. You're going to see God. You're going to read it and you're going to know God is no respecter of persons. So I'm just excited um, about uh, today to be able to just 
keep on talking about the goodness of the Lord, to share the, the testimony and this book with powerful men and women and even children can read the book and just get set free, get healed, get delivered because they may be the ones that's just caught in the uh, uh, in between stages of what's going on in mommy and daddy's life. So I just give God the glory because this is a powerful um, testimonial book that will set you free. Amen. 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 All right. I see we have another queen that has popped on. So I'm going to miss Michelle. Can you please, we're just introducing ourselves, whatever you want to drop here for the people to know who you are, and then we're going to get started. So please introduce yourself and whatever you want to share. Hi, can you guys hear me? I can. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Michelle Franklin, and um, um, I'm so grateful to be a part of this book. I live to tell it. The title of my chapter um, is called Pulling Me Through. And it just um, talks about just different areas of my life um, where the Lord delivered me from. And um, yeah, I'm just, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just Michelle. I'm a published author of 23 books, um, business owner. Um, and so I'm just excited to be able to share um how the Lord was there with me and pulled me through every form of adversity that tried to come in and to destroy me. Amen. Yeah. All right. Now I know that's Thank right. You. Yes. Won't he do it? I'm telling you, he will. <laughs> Look, we got people just popping on that's in the good. room. Come on in the room. I don't know who that is. I can't that's see. Joy. Okay. Miss joy. I don't know why I can't see you in this. No name or anything. Oh, there you go. Hi, Miss Joy. You right Hi. on. You right on time, Miss Joy. Introduce yourself, please. Tell us who you are, my sister. Hi, my name is Joy Martin, and I am Chapter Seven of the book, um, Journey to Joy. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Well, we're gonna go ahead. Listen, I am super excited. Like I said, to have you ladies here in the building. Um, and I was, I got the book, I was able to get through it. I read it, some amazing testimonies. And as I was talking to Tiara as well, um, before the interview, and she kept saying, Georgia, you want to talk to me? No, because we get to talking and we didn't had a whole podcast interview. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to let go and let God. That's the way I flow. I just let him. I said, nope, I got the book, sis. I'm good. We're going to let this thing just ride it out. But when I was talking to you, you said something. And that's how I got the title in concoction with the name of this book. I live to tell it. And I wanted to take for a title as well. Let's talk about it help heal someone and so that's what we're going to do today just talk about it have a couple questions we're going to just let god have his way let it flow um and i don't like giving people questions because i like for it to just flow you already know everything inside of you is already there and so i just came up with a few and we're going to just let it go and so dr betty i want to start is it betty or Beatty? let me pronounce Beatty. It's Beatty. Okay. Dr. Uh -huh. Beatty. I want to know like, why now? Like why now is I live to tell it. Why was it birth now? 
it was just the timing of the Lord. It was just the time timing of the Lord to, like I said earlier, we were having conferences for the past 11 years. Mm. And it was like God had been shifting me with the conference, you know, to do something new. And so I knew I was to write a book. I just didn't know how to go about it. And I'm in um, three other, I think it's three, two other um, anthologies. And plus I wrote a book and then I'll be in another anthology soon. So it just, God just took me this way with, with writing the book, you know, that it not just be about me, but to include and bring in other men and women, which it happened to be just women this time. Um, for the first book of I Live to Tell It. So it kind of helped jumpstart me to to write a chapter, you mm. know, not having to write a whole book, but to give one piece of my testimony of how I Live to Tell It got started, mm. how that, that brand came in the midst of everything breaking loose in different areas of my life that now I can tell it. Now mm. I can tell it and share it among other people, um, the testimony, a piece of the testimony, because you only get a piece of the testimony in the chapter. Yeah. But when you get, but, but when you meet, I'll say us or me, or we're talking about me right now, but really to us, all 12 authors, then you get, you get the real deal. Absolutely. You get the total. You get the total package. You don't get in the book. You get a sample, but when you mm. meet us in conversation, in ministry, or on the street, or going to the grocery store, or in the church service, or at a conference, we it's just going to all come out. You can you can have that one on one um, conversation with us about the chapter that will lead to something else that will help that person get just what they need. Amen. Yes. So now I, I want to ask, how did all of you amazing women come together? Like, I mean, you talking about 12 women. So how did that even, how did that happen? And if I'm not mistaken, you guys didn't know each other before this, correct? Uh, I knew, uh, let me see. Did I know? Yes. I knew everybody some kind of way. Okay. Whether you it knew was, okay. yeah, uh, um, yeah, some kind of way, whether they lived in West Virginia, there's one lady that is in South Africa. I met her. Um, she's an, an, uh, a co-author in the book. And, um, I met her when I went to, uh, uh, went to minister over there. So she came on board and then there is, uh, at CCL with, um, prophet Sophia Ruffin. Another co-author, which is Shereen Reeves, I met her, uh, met her there, and she wanted to be a part of the book. And then some of the people I've known in West Virginia, outside of West Virginia, I met through ministry, or they were a part of the conference with Apostle Michelle. Um, they traveled with me, and then some was just friends that we I knew in church, you know, and we okay. just, and just the Lord just kind of brung us together, just brung yeah. us together. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. That's awesome. So I, as I was reading through this book and um, Keisha, is Miss Freeman on here? Uh -uh. Keisha, she's not on here. Definitely. Okay. 
All right, no worries. Then I, because there was something in there that she, she, uh, something that she said that definitely sparked, and I wanted to talk to her about that. And she talked about, um, she said, and even though she's not here, we can still answer this question because I'm sure that some of us have experienced this. And and in the book, what stood out to me in her chapter was when she said. God, what do you want from me? And I just recall, my goodness gracious, y'all. I'm telling y'all, one month, one morning, I was just exercising and crying and screaming at the Lord. At this, like, what do you want from me, God? It was just one of those mornings when you wake up and you just feel like everything is going not the way that it's supposed to be going. And so I found myself just crying, breaking down, asking God, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And so can y'all just share a little bit, anyone and anyone can jump in just an experience where you found yourself asking God, what is it that you want from me? I would say for me, it was being rerouted to what I am doing right now. It's a, of mm. course, it's going to be a lot of things that we go through in our lives where we feel like, okay, God, what do you want from me? But mm-hmm. when you keep being rerouted, that's when that question comes up. Like, okay, why you keep bringing me back to this place? Mm-hmm. Not understanding that the place he's rerouting you to is a good place and it's a place that's going to prosper you. And so I think that in this place that I'm in now, it's the place that's leading me to my land of milk and honey. <laughs> mm. But I did not understand being rerouted. It was like, I'm trying to get away it was like, I'm trying to get away from this assignment. And he's steady opening doors and rerouting me and bringing people saying, go that way. And it was like every way I tried to go, it was like every door kept leading me back to the place I'm in now, which is chaplaincy. And so that was a question that came up for me. What do you want from me? And it was me mm-hmm. um, answering um the well responding to what I told him I would do when he saved me from the hospital bed and that was go back and pull somebody else up and Mm. we want to do that I know for me I don't mind going back to help people but sometimes you want to help them your way but God is like go back to the place I delivered you from and help them like Moses here to go back to Egypt he like okay you was delivered from the hospital. Now go back to the hospital. And I kept trying to get away from that. So that was for me, that was my time. Amen. And that was that was Minister Michelle Franklin that was talking. So anyone else want to jump in here or, or, or have a question to the, or want to answer that? I'm going to jump in because just like Minister Michelle said, it's like when you go through and you're constantly being brought back to a place or you're constantly being stopped dead in your tracks. And it seems like when you come out of one experience that just shakes you, you know, you think, okay, and then here you go again for another experience and over and over. For me, it was just like 
early in life, life challenges, just one thing after another. And it was like, what in the world? Why am I going through all of this? And of course, we get to a place where Lord says, I'm equipping you mm. for what I need for you to do. So you need to see these things, go through these things, experiencing so that you can be the vessel that I need for you to be to share my glory and how I brought you through. Yes. Amen. And look, that was right on time because guess what? I was coming to you next. <laughs> I was coming to you next, Minister Stacey Metcalf. That's who that was that was talking. My God, your your uh, your chapter and, and when it ended and when I saw your dedication and I'm like, what in the world? And so yeah. my my sister, I mean, how how do you stay encouraged? I mean, I don't want to. So just share with them a little bit about what I'm referring to, because I'm going to okay. let you tell your story. But I clutched my pearls, as the people say, when I got finished <laughs> and was like, what in the world? This is dedicated. And I said, I, I just need to know how does she stay encouraged? So just go ahead yeah. and share with with the audience. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. Well, th and I won't give it away, but in the, in my chapter, you can see that life for me started to catapult into, um, I'm not going to say craziness, but I had an adventurous journey to this point. Um, and, you know, some unheard of things, some things heard of, some things that you would think, my God, uh, you know, from the age of 13, all through my teenage years, coming out of, you know, those situations, I had to deal with uh, addiction that, you know, my husband had that affected me and my kids and left me widowed at 30 and uh, come out of that. And I remarried and my husband, Larry, um, had this per I call it suggestive persuasion where it's kind of like yeah you need to do this um, <laughs> so it kind of put me on a path to where life seemed to be picking up I went back to college got my degrees and doing fine you know feeling good then I had breast cancer that just come out of nowhere no history no nothing misread diagnosis um, I ended up having to go through chemotherapy, all of that, and just one thing after another. But through it all, God had given me the gift of writing. Hmm. Uh, my parents, my father was a pastor, mother was a mission uh, missionary. So the foundation was there. We were always in church, active, doing whatever. So I've written all my life, and that was my release through all of that is that I could write that and see where that helps somebody even as a teenager. Mm. So fast forward to Dr. Beatty putting the announcement out there. My husband had always encouraged me, you need to write a book. You need to write because I have writings, I have journals and things that are already out there, but just on a local level. Um, so when she put the call out, I answered, I didn't tell him that I was even participating. He had no idea mm. that this was going on whatsoever. So all the calls that we had, I snuck and had all of that. He had no clue. He had been sick through the years, um, but in December, he passed away unexpectedly. So he never got to 
uh, enjoy knowing that all of the pushing over the years had mm. finally come to pass. Um, and that is where the de dedication comes in, that we dedicated uh, my chapter to the memory of my husband who died unexpectedly in December. But God has brought me through it all, and he allowed me to know that through everything I went through, in the midst of it, he let me know, I got you. Even as a teenager, mm. I got you. I need for you to do this because I've equipped you to do this. You can handle it. I got a reason for it. Just walk in it. And that he's never failed me yet. Mm. My God. What? A, yeah. Listen, if that's not words of encouragement and... Yeah. I, I tell you what, when I read that and got, like I said, when I got to the end, I was like, my God today, you know, if nothing else, um, this is definitely a testimony that will help you to stay encouraged no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through. Cause like, okay, now I know that this had to be a lot. And I didn't even know all the other part about him not even knowing. Right. And so that that's mm -hmm. even more of an encouragement to to just trust and know that God will see you through and that he will make a way. And so my condolences to you and my praises to you as Thank well, you. because I, I, I cannot go without giving you praise for being able to do what you have done, because it's not writing is not easy, y'all. And it's definitely if you are. Um, but it's possible today. I said, you know, nothing is. Everything is possible with him if we just yeah. trust and believe that he has us in in every way, every area, every part of our lives. And so, Amen. so thank you. Thank you Amen. for your story. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh <clears throat> Miss Hines, is she on here? Miss Nanette. I know she's in the car. Hey, Miss Nanette. So <laughs> I I as I was reading your chapter and your testimony, um, there was something that that came out and and I want to talk about beauty right and so the definition of beauty says <clears throat> a combination of qualities such as a shape color or form that places the aesthetic senses that pleases I'm sorry the aesthetic senses especially sight so I want to know what is your definition of beauty of all the things that you've gone through and, and, and what do you see as beauty in your eyes? We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Uh-oh, so there you go. Okay. I believe that beauty is um, whatever a person thinks of themselves. Um, I think I am beautiful, um, but it's a process that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. You don't always feel like that at the beginning. Because actually, I really don't look like what I've been through. Mm. But, but what happened with me was I got delivered. It's a process that you go through. Some people can talk about breast cancer at the beginning. They can share their story with everybody. With me, it took 12 years. My, mm. fam my family members, my cousins, some of they have no clue that I have breast cancer. Wow. I hid behind lace front wigs for years. I went on I went on vacation and was sweating to death because of a lace front wig. <laughs> 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 
I, I did like this. And I said, enough is. Come on in the room, Queen. I thought that's why that's why I picked beauty on it. I read very well. I, I read I got I got it. That's why I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about this thing because yeah. that's a lot. Yep. And so I went to my beautician when I got back here and I told her, I said, honey, do what you do. She took, she took a she said it was a size eight razor, which I don't understand. Honey girlfriend says zoom. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she said, I got the color for you. I said, okay, honey, let's do it. And let me tell you, that was the most freeing thing Pretty out of the whole process. Because when it first happened, I had beautiful long hair down mm. my back. And to have me go strictly bald was something. My son mm -hmm. could not stay in the room with me. He cried. Every time I come in the house, and that's the first thing I do is pull off that wig. Yeah. And he would he would cry because he couldn't he, he didn't understand it. It hurt him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And at that time, when you first diagnose, you don't know whether you're gonna live or whether you're gonna die. Mm. And, I should, and I should be dead, but God said something else. Yes. Right. Doctor, let me tell you something. The doctor said, Well, I don't know. He said, he started speaking so many negative things. I said, honey, I said, where do you get all that negativity from? He said, from the book. When that doctor said that to me, that God spoke to me then and said, he got his book and you have your book. And that's when I began to rest in God. Mm. Mm. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah, that's a right. break right there, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> That scene must be in the play. <laughs> it must be in the play. Y'all better yes. know. Y'all better. That's, listen, that's going to set somebody free. Listen, it's, I, I'm all about telling the truth. It's about setting someone free. I have a girlfriend right now, right now, who is fighting breast cancer. Thank God she's cancer free right now, but that is, she's going through chemotherapy right now. And she called me and I FaceTime while we talk at least once. This is my best friend from college. So we've been through a lot mm -hmm. and uh, we talked and she said, well, we talked first and she said, I'm losing my hair. She said, and I told my husband, just shave it off. And, and he was like, you know, no, well, it still look good. She said, girl, I looked a hot mess. I told him, shave this hair off. Yes. And so she FaceTimed me, y'all, and she looks so beautiful. She got, uh, she her head is just, it's, God is so amazing. And yeah. we worry about the wrong yeah. thing. Nobody worrying about no hair. I'm fighting for my life, okay? Yeah. Take that hair and you can do whatever you want to do with this hair. Amen. But we about to fight this battle. We about to put on this armor and we about to fight. So I am so excited to hear you say that. And I pray, yes, if you're doing a play, a movie, 
Put it in there because that will free a woman. Yes. You yes. have to be worrying about your health and your life, sis. Don't be worrying about no hair and what people think. They talked about Jesus. They're going to talk about you. That's so go on and just go on and step in there with your bald head shining and keep on moving. Okay. And yeah, fight man. this battle that God has put before you because we can't worry about stuff like that. So I listen. I am super excited that we got two cancer survivors up on this thing. So won't he do it? And that gives me hope to know that my sister friend, guess what? She's going to do it too. And I know another sister friend that has beat cancer four times, y'all. Not one, not two, not three. She didn't beat it four times. So don't tell me what God cannot do. Amen. All right. Amen. 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 Let the hair go, honey. Y'all better let it go and keep it on moving. <laughs> but thank you, Miss Nanette. And that's why I want to talk to you about beauty because it's not it's not about what's on the outside. It's about what's on the inside and what God is doing oh, and man. how he delivers. That is the beauty, right? That yes. is the beauty of his work, of his power, of his love, his grace, and his yes. mercy. Amen. Yes. And so Amen. Listen, y'all. Oh, don't get me stuck. I told y'all I can't run around up in here. Now, y'all want me. I can't run around. I ain't got the space to run around. I, I'm about ready to run around in the room. In the room. This thing. Listen, y'all. If y'all, y'all better get this book. I live to tell it. I'm telling you, telling the story. Let's talk about it so someone can be healed because Amen. that is what God wants. He wants us to be healed mm-hmm. from the inside out. And so that is what this is all about, the healing. And so if this, anything that is said today can help heal somebody along the way, then I'm excited. And I know Amen. you ladies are excited Amen. as well. It's so Amen. just, ooh, thank you, God. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. I don't see, uh-oh, because I'm trying. Do We don't have minister... Martin on here or do we or am I oh yes we I'm do there's Miss Joy okay there she is hey Miss Joy she is hey. here you were down I had to move my screen down so look Miss Joy as I was reading your chapter I came to the big F word look ooh people like what what big church people yes the big F word forgiveness <laughs> that's it let me clean that's it up because they like wait a minute what's she talking about <laughs> see George be doing too much the freak will be doing too much but yes man I, I, I wanted there were actually two things that, that, that was in your chapter that really stood out to me the first one of course the big F word which was forgiveness um, and I love what you said you said it seems I had much forgiving to do, starting with myself. So that was the first thing you said. I want to talk about that. But let me give you the second thing, too, that that just dropped in my shot. Nah, nah, this thing really. And the second <laughs> thing that you said was every revelation from the Holy Spirit came with more liberty. I wrote down there. That's a whole word, right? Because that's freedom right there. Mm-hmm. But wait, I'm come back that mm-hmm. I had say that one for the second part because that one was that just hit my shine out now. But let's get back to this thing called forgiveness because so many of us sit in this thing and we cannot. We let this big f word take over our mind, our hearts. It makes us sick in the body, a whole bunch of things. And so, please. Can, Tell me, how did you uh, start to forgive yourself and, and, and what did that look like? Because that's powerful right there. 
Well, because of, um, I carry the spirit of um, rejection and abandonment. Mm. And so my, my chapter talks about my being adopted and how that, that spirit of rejection came in immediately. And so, you know, I had said all through my life, you know, all the time, all the, that I can remember ever saying, because people always want to ask you, you know, do you ever want to know your, your parents? Do you ever want to know, know your birth parents? That's the first question people ask. And my response was always, I didn't leave them. They left me. Mm. So I'm good. But I wasn't good. Because in the, the second part of that response was actually, if your mother doesn't want you, who will? Mm. And so I grew up with um, a wonderful life. Everything was great. I had no reason to be anything other than a happy child, have a happy childhood. My life was set. But because that rejection was always knowing, well, you're not good enough. You're not cute enough. You can't, your mother left you. I mean, come on. And so I grew up with that type of uh, like a resentment that I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know that I felt rejected. Very outgoing, mm. always just in stuff, doing stuff, acting, modeling, doing everything, you know, um, just seemed all of that. But behind that was such a fear that people would find out the truth, that I wasn't worthy of any of it because my mother didn't want me. So how could I be? And so um, I was just, you know, in, in a service and I had heard, you know, my, my pastor say that she forgave her dad about something. And I thought, you know, well, yeah, that's great for you. I can't, you know, I can't do that. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit one day said, you have to forgive them. And I said, who? I, I don't know them. And he said, you have to forgive your parents. And I said, well, mm. I don't, how can I do that now? I don't know. I don't know how now. I'm 50 some years old. How am I going to do that? And forgive them. And it just kept coming back forgive them and I'm arguing with the Holy Ghost like you know I don't I don't know how to do that I don't I don't where am I how am I going to even what are you talking about and mm. so you know what 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 he brought to me was what I would play in my head the story that the enemy had told me all my life that you know you know when you're pregnant and you, you rub your belly and you talk to your baby and you love your baby that you know that didn't happen to you you didn't get that that's not you know that's not your story and the Holy Ghost said how do you know she didn't love you how do you know she didn't mourn for you? How do you know she didn't look for you? How do you know it was her idea? How do you know that she, for the rest of her life, regretted it? You don't know. So forgive them. Mm. And it brought me to like a, a, a jolt moment. Where were you when I formed? So mm. you weren't there. You have no idea what this woman went through, what your father went through. You don't know that his parents didn't fight for you. What you do know is that when you were in that orphanage, the father himself came and comforted you. So you forgive them because you lacked nothing. Amen. So I had to forgive them. I had to Amen. say the words until I could let it go. Until I could, until I could then mourn and cry now as a grown woman being a parent i could cry for my mother because i can only imagine what it did to her i don't mm. know but if there was yeah. a slight chance that she loved me and cared for me and gave me up for my good 
I owed her forgiveness. Mm. And you owed yourself forgiveness too, like you said. Because we, I lived, we, I lived, I lived wild and crazy because I was always chasing something. So mm. it sent me down a path of being, you know, crazy and reckless and and just doing stuff because could it even matter? Did it even matter? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, well, we say craziness, but it 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 led you down the 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 role that or the lessons that were needed for you to get to where you are right now. And so um, and so I thank God for that. I really do. You know, you and, can't, I just want to say you can't tell God's plans for you don't change. Mm. And so in in the years that followed, I found out through what is it, ancestry that I have, I do have people. And um, I was adopted by a Baptist minister and I was adopted and my mother was a nurse. My grandfather on my biological side was a Baptist minister. So mm -hmm. I was going to end up in a household of a Baptist preacher. <laughs> I just took a side route. It just came, it just came back another way, but God's plans for you don't change. And That's everything right. that I did went through and how it even how it came about, it doesn't matter because his plan mm. for me didn't change. His plan yeah. stayed the same and it came to fruition and it all has now manifested. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And, and I want to I want to talk about this and, and some of you other ladies can jump in, too, because I think as we grow and as we mature and as we um, become the women that God has purposed us, that this next thing is so important, freedom, right? And so she said, every revelation from the Holy Spirit came with more liberty. And I just wrote down, that's the whole word. Cause to me, the first thing I, the other word I saw was freedom. And so how do we, um, gain that freedom because that comes with a lot of when you get to that place of freedom like true freedom um in everything that you are everything that you do and, and sometimes it, it's still a struggle to reach that but when you when you can feel it in certain areas and certain things whether it's in your relationships or whether it's in your business or whatever it is Freedom is an amazing place to be, but I love that she said it only comes from revelation from God, right? And so, how how have any of you experienced that, or whatever you want to drop on on that 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 feeling of freedom from the Lord? Well, then I can just say that once I once I forgave myself, then I became the true version of myself. Mm. I was living a version that was not true because I needed to be accepted. I needed to be um, received. I needed to be loved by everyone because it goes back to the rejection. So once I, for, you know, got past that, my the true version of me is still very loving, very kind, very giving, you know, really funny, really silly, you know, very comforting, you know, very attentive to, to my loved ones. All of that is the same. It's just that it's coming from a place of freedom and not a place of bondage. Mm. I'm not trying to prove anything anymore. It's who I am. And so nothing, nothing, none of the gifts that God gave me left. 
they just now come from a place of freedom as opposed to a place of bondage because the rejection was was holding me back. I was in bondage. But once I got free of the, the, the rejection, then I could be authentic in my loving, in my giving, in my, you know, reaching out. So freedom, that freedom comes when you get to that place, then you can be your authentic self and you're not hiding behind the diagnosis, the fear, the pain, the what you've been through. Now it's truly who God has carved you out of all of that. Mm. Amen. That's a word. Amen. All right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Once you step into it, I love it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your words, your encouragement. So I, I, I got it. I'm, I'm about to head on over here to my girl, Miss Tierra Graves. And <laughs> why are you shaking your head? <laughs> Make me laugh. Why, why you shaking your head? What? <laughs> why are you shaking your head? Hello, and we have a, a another Anisha, thank you. Welcome, Queen. Thank you for joining. Hi. Hi, how are you? Sorry, I'm late. I didn't even remember. Then I was in there working and happened to look at my phone. You right on time. Sierra said, just jump on there. real quick. She said, jump on real quick. So I ran outside. I said, I'll be back. <laughs> You right on time. All right. Well, let me. Well, you, you like. Let me go on and go over to her real quick since she says she at work. I'm a. I'm a let her. I'm gonna come on in here and we. I'm coming back to you though, Tierra. Don't you know I'm coming back to you? So, Miss 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 Tanisha, am I saying it right, Tanisha? Tanisha. Tanisha. How are you, Queen? Can you introduce yourself and just whatever you want to share um, about who you are? <laughs> well, I'm Tanisha Beatty. Everybody knows that, I think, but um, nice to meet you. And I am, hmm, where do I start? A mother of five. Um, I don't really know what else. I mean, I think I would know a lot about myself. Um, <clears throat> Uh, just you want just background information or whatever you want to. Share. It's okay. Listen, I already have a question for you, Queen. Don't okay. even worry about it. So, of course, reading your testimony and uh, what you experienced, what you went through, I, I want to know: Can you give some words of wisdom for women who are experiencing having a difficult time becoming pregnant and believing that they physically have to bear a child to be a mother. And so what can you, because some women feel that they physically have to birth a child, that that is being attached to motherhood. So can you help heal a sister on that? Well, I can, um, I can try, but I do know you don't have to, I feel you don't have to birth a child to be a mother or have that maternal instinct and all that. Just the same, it's like, adoptions all that stuff you can still be a mother like there's so many people that just like so many people want children there's so many children that want mothers and fathers mm. so they yearn for that just like a pregnant woman or a woman that would want to become pregnant would want as well so it's the same thing as just vice versa so you got children out there that want to be loved and if you have that motherly instinct why not use it to love a child that does not have that or an absent parent 
Why not step in? Why not be that, fill that void? I mean, it's just, just like my own situation. As I said, I have five children. I birthed four of them. One I call, she's my bonus daughter. So I love her just like my own. My whole family, we love her like our own. Any holidays, birthdays, anything. She get exactly what they get. That's just basically, she's no different than them. They in trouble, you in trouble. <laughs> Everybody in trouble. You ain't, you don't get special privileges. That comes with being in a family. So I love her like one of my own. And so I know through personal experience, you do not have to birth a child, even though I have birthed four. I know that same love in my heart that you can still love a child like your own, that even if you didn't birth them or make that connection with them in the womb, because there's a lot of children that were in their parents' womb, but were rejected from, mm. had been rejected since the womb and came out with yeah, that rejection is, all yeah. over them. So a child that was rejected from the womb, they can feel that when they're born. And as they keep going, they know, just like if we go somewhere and, you know, you get turned down for a job or anything, that rejection, it can hurt you mentally, but you can't let it hurt you or because that's when your rejection starts showing. You start getting an attitude. All you can do is say, okay, go to the next one. Like, all right, all you can do is say no. That's the worst they could do. But I mm. am a living testimony of loving a child that I did not birth. I'm, and like I tell her, I will never, I'm never ever trying to replace your mother. But you still treat me with the same respect, and I'll treat you as such. So I do believe in that. Amen. What a word. Listen, reject. Yes. Boom. You can drop the mic on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, help heal a sister because I know personally people who who feel that or who think that birthing a child physically it. And that's not the, the truth, because like you said, you can carry a child and still reject that child. You can carry a child and still do so many things that to not show that child love. And so thank you so much yep. for that. I mean, her testimony, y'all listen. And that, thank you. This, yes, no worries. This book, y'all, I'm telling you, these testimonies that are in here are just amazing. And the things that these women have experienced and that they have been through it will help to heal somebody. So just, you, you have to know that God um, places people and, and think like nothing happens by chance. Everything is orchestrated before we even knew about it. Like he just is so amazing and how he just orchestrate things. And so, so, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Tierra, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you, Queen. <laughs> and we have talked before. Um, and I know a little bit, you know, of your story and all of that. And as I was reading this chapter and, and your testimony and what you shared, I, I want, you know, I love what you said. And this is what stood out to me. And you said, I fear losing people I love. I also fear living. And I was like, that was kind of powerful. Uh, and so I want to know through this, through everything that you've been through, the losses and your testimony, where you are now, how do you view death and how do you view life? <laughs> Why are you making that face? <laughs> Whew. 
Okay. I know he give it to me, don't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. why'd he do it? <laughs> you got this. How do I view life and how do I view death? All right, so where am I now? Let's start there. So it can trickle through my brain and through my body and then come up out my mouth. Mm. Where I am now is I am in a place where God is trying to prepare me in a way that I don't react or respond to death or life the way that I used to. So that's where I am. I'm in a preparation stage. Mm. Um, The preparation would not have happened if I had not came aboard of this project. So God showed me that although I am a six-time author and that I've written all of these books leading up to the anthology, he showed me everything that you have been writing about was under one umbrella of grief Mm. and the way that you used to handle things you can no longer handle things that way because of where I'm taking you next I would have not gotten that revelation if I had not been obedient and participating in this project I mean I may would have got it whenever right Whenever. Mm-hmm. But the timing is now. Because mm. you don't know. You know, life here today, gone today. And so he's like, no, you need to shift now. You've been in that, like Tunisia said, this dark place. You've been in that place a long time. You've been running around in circles, running around in this place, this this heaviness, this darkness, this depression, this anxiety, all these things. You've been at them, them things. And I think I say in the chapter that um, like me and me and grief or me and depression was like in a entanglement. It was like 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 a partner. It was like my spouse. Mm. Like I never saw my life outside of that umbrella. And so as I started to write, same with what um, Stacy said, like writing was my platform. Writing was my avenue. Like, yeah, I tried the therapy, the counselors, the pills and everything else. But my real outlet and my real healing came through my writing. And so God mm-hmm. put me in a position to write my story. So as long as I was able to truly hear God and be able to write about it, then I got a level of healing. And I questioned, was I really healed when I was a part of this book? Because that was the thing, right from a healed place. And I wasn't really sure mm-hmm. if I really was healed as I was writing. Mm. And God showed me like, no, they're healed as they went. And so in your obedience, you are going to gain some level of healing. You are going to see things differently. I'm positioning you in different, um, positioning you a different way, right? So that life and death don't look the same for you for the next five years of your life or the next 10 years of your life. Like you can't handle things the way you used to. You can't throw in the towel. You can't quit. You can't give up. You can't walk away from it all. That's what you're used to. You can't isolate yourself. That's Mm. your used to. That's Mm. how you was. 
that's not mm-hmm. who you are. That's not who I created you to be. So this uh, anthology has given me um, my voice in a way that I didn't even know that I had. Um, I thought my voice was just me putting everything on a piece of paper and sending it to the publishing company. Boop, bow, did that, send on, bye, we good. Wrote another book, check it off my list. And it was like, no, you now, you've written it, now you talk about it. Hmm. Because even in therapy, I struggled in therapy because I didn't have a voice. And I didn't know what to say. And I didn't know how to communicate. I, n- I didn't really know how do I communicate how I'm feeling in words hmm. so yeah my my fancy degrees and my education and all that did not help me when i was faced with trauma come on sis mm. and so my comfort zone was to isolate myself pull back shut up don't say a word all these look fancy titles that's in the anthology that was my life. I was already doing that. And God was like, no, you have a powerful voice. My mother even gave me a greeting card. And I was like, what is this for? Why are you giving me this card? But my mother, God even uses people when you least expect it. God used my mother to give me a greeting card at just this random moment to remind me that I have a powerful voice that I mm-hmm. should be using for the upbuilding of the kingdom. And yes, somebody needs to hear your voice. Somebody needs mm-hmm. to hear your story. It's like you need to hear it, not just read it. They need to hear it, which means you need to say it. Amen. And I was like, mm-hmm. Who <laughs> Yes, you do. What do you do it? Yes. <laughs> yes, you mm-hmm. Amen. So how do I view life and death? I view life as a moment. It's a precious moment that each of each of us have. We have a moment. That moment is not it's not measured on years. It's not measured on success. It's measured on everything that we do for Christ is what's going to last. Yes. And God is preparing me to continue to do everything that he has put on the inside of me before I have to transition to eternity. Yes. So life and death, they, whatever you make it, right? And then life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if I continue to walk around and keep saying that I'm depressed or keep saying that I'm in grief or that keep saying that I'm lost and lonely and all these things, then I'm walking around inviting death to me Mm. and i said that in the book well let's just go on and give the whole book away why don't you but i said that too that i started to take on types of like the way i dressed the way i did my hair like the things that i did and i didn't realize that i was inviting death to me but i was so far in a low place that i didn't care if i lived anyway my god Mm. and god was like what i didn't create you for that get your whole self together (laughs) Mm. and i was like who me (laughs) yes you yeah yeah, i'm a clown and i talk to god just like this 
Amen. Absolutely. Because I be, I be shocked and appalled that he be depositing stuff in me. I be like, me, this vessel. They mm. say he'll use a donkey. <laughs> well, you are not a donkey, not but, yet. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you if you all look in the mirror and you don't come up out of them dark places, you're gonna feel like that. Yes, oh my goodness. And Mm-mm-mm. I just, I mean, really, I the only thing that I could say to somebody is like, really be quiet i had to learn that like you have to sometimes and i just learned this again i had to do this again this week like the visionary author yeah i'm calling her out and minister stacy yeah i'm calling both of them out they was like tiara be still and be quiet <laughs> well, who are you talking to <laughs> but sometimes you have to do that oh my and god in those moments god will reveal to yeah, you yeah. what he okay. has designed and purpose just for you mm. my walk is not stacy's walk my walk is not tina's walk my walk is not nanette's walk or keisha's walk or joy's walk but god put me here in a place with these group of women so that i can learn and yeah. he's preparing me i don't know what's next right i really don't but I know that I'm in a place of being quiet, being obedient, and being still so that I can be all that God has created me to be in whatever capacity that looks like. Mm. So, no, I'm not depressed. No, I'm not grieving. No, I'm not any of that. Like, I have been living in the glory since the book dropped and i was sitting here like what you mean and even if you read my stories like i really go there with some of the levels of like how people transition how people die and things like that and it could have affected me in some wild crazy type of way but again god was preparing me he said you cannot handle the loss of your cousins the loss of your uncle the loss of anybody that leaves you from this earthly vessel you cannot respond the same way right so when we know when we know better we do better Amen. And that's not saying that it's not going to be difficult. That's not saying I'm not going to have sleepless nights and I'm not going to still cry and I'm not going to be sad. I am. But as a believer, he showed me this too. As a believer, you don't grieve, grieve the same way as a non-believer. So I can't be out here A-walling and looking like I ain't got no faith. Mm. Amen. And that's all I'm saying. Did I answer the question? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, some. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Nanette. Yes, she did. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I love you said something. Um, that's your used to. I like when you said that. Like, that's my used to. And so we we have to know 
the things that we used to do that we no longer um that we no longer need to do because if the, God has delivered us from that, then that's where we are. And so, so amen for that. Yeah, I wrote that little nugget down. Amen. All right, we're winding this thing up, but I see Miss Keisha has Keisha! joined us. Miss Keisha, we talked Ooh. about you. Miss Keisha, we talked about you before you got here. I started out with you because listen, that thing in your chapter when you said, God, what do you want from me? Like, I listen, I resonated with that. I told the story. I remember me screaming that, crying, all kind of thing, asking that same conversation, having that same conversation yeah. with God. But welcome, Miss Keisha. What what do you want to share? Uh, we we did we did talk about you and 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 <laughs> and and, 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 and and bring that up but please introduce yourself and what do you want to share my sister well hello i am keisha sloan freeman uh co-author in the um i live to tell an anthology with these lovely ladies um my story is just i mean i'm just pretty much you probably already said everything when i was going through my learning how to trust god and learning how to believe god and um, being frustrated and mad at God, right? Who, do, who who am I to be mad at God? But I was like mad. So when I asked, what do you want from me? I wasn't asking like in a positive manner. Like I just want to be more like you. No, I wasn't asking like that. I was like, what do you want? Because I think I feel like I'm giving you everything that I have and you still asking for more. What do you mean? What you, what what more could you pull from me at this moment? You've already taken everything. I, I don't, I'm not married anymore. I'm moving all over the place. And, you know, it's like, what, what do you want? I was, can I admit that? I was mad at God. I was mad. No, yeah. Listen, we, yeah, you see, you missed all the beginning of this real talk right here. Like this, Georgia don't, yeah. Like come on in the room. And when I told my story, that's the way I said it too. What do you want from me? Like, I mean, I don't understand why people feel like, they don't have these moments with God. Come on, y'all. Even if I never see that or you never, God saw it. So that's all yeah, that. So and listen, we, we, so that part right there, right? So it don't even matter exactly. whether you saw it or tear. it don't matter. What did God see? Right. And so he knows your heart. He sees everything. And so no, come on in the room and give us this truth. Cause the title of this is let's talk <laughs> about it. Help heal somebody. Right. Because people hiding behind it's no, we ain't got time for that. So tell your truth on how you had this conversation with God so someone else can be healed from what you about to drop. So go on and yeah, go on and spill that tea, honey. Absolutely. Absolutely. My my conversation with God, you know, I you know, God is his father, he daddy God, right? But sometimes we, you know, I'm, I'm just like God, I understand. And I'm not mean person. I'm not a person who likes confrontation. I'm not, just not that person. But there comes a point where I'm like, look, you got one more game to do something, <laughs> say something. And I was at that point with God. Like, I'm like, you got one more game <laughs> to make something not to allow something not to happen right in my life. And I'm just, I'm about to be through with you, God. I'm about to be through with you. And it was just because I had people who like loved me uh, my father i say this all the time i'm telling you i'm gonna do a conference call you either believe god or you don't i'm telling you my father Ooh. he would call me every day i would call him complaining every day and anybody who knows minister joy knows anytime you call my father it's at least a 30 minute sermon 
Minimal. You, you feel like giving an offering when he finished. Like, let me give an offering. <laughs> but he would always end with, Keisha, you either believe God or you don't. Ooh, that's No matter what right I there. said, no matter what argument I had, right, no matter what, what truth, what, whatever my truth was, my father would always say, you either believe God or you don't. And he would never fail. That was the ending. That was his uh, benediction. You either believe God or you don't. Mm. So one day he said that to me. One day after I was mad at God, I called myself, you know, getting snappy with God. Um, and I and I almost uh, Job uh, felt like a Job moment when God said, well, who are you? Where were you when I formed the earth? I was like, okay, so I'm going to slide down. I'm going to get back into my position. I had just had a little crazy moment. My bad, God, my bad. And my father was there like, you either going to believe God? You can believe God or you don't. And if you're not going to believe him, they, there's no need to walk this walk. Go back, do what you was doing, have fun out in the world. Because if you're not going to believe him, you're really just wasting your time. Wow. That day he told me I was here in North Carolina. I just probably moved here and just, I moved here for a job that I lost four months after I got here. And I was, I was upset. I don't know. I don't know why, why you did this to me. Right. And God was like, did I do it? Anyway, so mm. that day kind of clicked and I, that, I don't know what, I really don't know why that day it clicked. But when my father got from my father, I sat in my daughter's room for a minute and I was like, wow. So do I believe you or not? Like, am I going to, I've been in church all this time, leading praise and worship, doing Bible studies, you know, all these conferences and prophetic things I've been in and, and I still don't believe what's the purpose. And I was like, okay, this is, this is just unreal. So I chose that day to put the negativity about my God behind me. Not that negative stuff still don't come up, but every time something comes up, I'd be like, okay, God, I believe you. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why we're doing it. I don't know why we're going down this path. I went left. You told me to go right. That's my bad. But I believe you. And if you said you were going to pull me through my favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts and the plans I have toward you. So if you know the plan, God, I believe you. I believe you're going to do it. I believe you're going to pull me through. And to this day, anybody who comes to me with a complaint or the, you know, I'm mad at God. I have now turned my, my father has drilled that so deep in me that I now say to them, look, you either believe God or you don't. And if you don't believe God, we need to get off the phone because I need to talk to somebody else who's going to mm. believe God. That's probably why I only got three friends today. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all right. Listen, as long as you got him, that's a listen. As long as you got him, that's all you need. I'm telling you, as we grow, as we mature in this walk, as we learn to trust him, like you said, that, that was good right there. That was a whole word. Either believe God or not like that. And that is so true. Not saying that time's not going to come, that you're not going to be put to the test and things are not always going to go right. But like you said, you ask that same question. Do you believe me or not? Do you trust me or not? Do you? And, and, and I know I had, um, and I don't think she's here. One of my other sisters, where did I have for, um, who was it that, um, I 
think it was now I got my notes all confused because I started writing, started writing notes, and now I got my notes all messed up. But someone, one of the ladies, um, oh my goodness, where is it? Oh, Evangelist James. Is Evangelist James here? Mm-mm. No, okay. So when I was reading her testimony and her title is called Brokenness into Breakthroughs, um, in her poem, my God, that she ended this poem powerfully with just one word and the word was remember. And I had in here, I remember I was listening to Pastor Darius Daniels one time and he said, it's not about our faith, it's about our memory, right? And so it's not about the faith because once you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal savior, you, you have faith. We all have faith. We have faith. We have faith. We and, and people say, oh, you just need to stretch your faith. No, I have faith. I have faith. I have the faith when I walked down the aisle, when I accepted him, when I gave my life to him, I have faith. It's our memory that's the problem. And so when she said, remember, because guess what? We forget what he did in the past because when we in whatever situation we in right now, that thing is the heaviest thing. It's the, it's the hardest thing that we have to deal with. But we forgot two years ago when he when he got us through cancer we forgot two years ago when our husband did something and we forget we forget about it so it's not our faith ladies it's our memory and we just have to remember and that word that thing just attached to that either we believe him or not either we trust him or not either we're gonna stand on his word on what he said what he already promised what he already wrote that has been proven time and time and time and time and time again. I could go around this circle of ladies and I can guarantee that there's not one time that God has ever failed you in anything that you truly, truly needed him to do. And so my God today, so listen, this has been powerful. I pray that it has healed someone. You miss Tina. I miss Tina. Where miss yeah. Tina? You ain't do her chapter. Is she on here? Yeah. No, but I talked though. I talk. Oh yeah, Miss Tina Division. I'm coming back around to Miss Tina, but yeah, she did too. I already talked. I talked. But I talked. Co- can I come back around? She now she wants the who this podcast. Her, <laughs> this is what I was getting ready to say. This is her podcast. Her. You, you want to be a her. co-host? Can yeah, I fin- bring me on. <laughs> Can I finish my part? No, no, I get, I get it. Go I'm coming ahead. back around. I love you. Thank you, boo. Like it's that, no, because I'll be doing the same thing. Like, wait a minute. I went on the show and he was like, "Whose show is this, Georgia? Mine or yours?" I was like, "Well, I'm just saying, like, if you need help." <laughs> but ladies, I want, I want to come back around too, and I, I always end with two things. Well, I guess three things. I want to know what prayer means to you, because it's the center of everything that I do. And I want you to share um, one nugget or so that you want to leave with the audience. And then we're going to do some Bible trivia too. And then we're going to get on out of here. <laughs> Look, I know. I love when I say that, everybody be like, what? I always win. <laughs> but it's yeah. a whole group yeah. of y'all. It's only one question. It's only one question, but let me back up. And I always ask the question, what does prayer mean to you? Because that is the premise of everything 
that I do. Prayer is just like my my everything. And so let's go. I'm I'm gonna start with you, Keisha. I'm gonna go in reverse order. So Miss Keisha, go ahead. What you can answer first, and I'm just gonna swing back around. <clears throat> prayer. No, um, <laughs> what does prayer mean to me? Prayer is my communication with God. It is how I stay connected to um, the source of my life. It is how I know when, where, which way to go on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I, it has been um, put in me um, to to see God and seek God, see God and seek God um, in everything. So. Prayer to me is me seeking him on a day-to-day basis on the most trivial things to the most Mm. important things. Um, So that's prayer to me. My nugget would be either believe God or you don't. That's it. There you go. Boom. Drop the mic. I I, I love it. I love She said either you believe him or not. All right, Miss Joy. So tell us what prayer means to you and drop your nugget that you want to share. Well, for me, um, growing up as an only child, um, I always thought I talked to myself a lot, but I realized that I, I'm talking all the time. I talk a lot, but I'm talking all the time. So I find that for me, uh, conventional prayer is harder for me because I kind of just talk all day to God. Like we just have conversations, you know, it's like, you know what, did you see that? That's crazy, isn't it? And it's, <laughs> and that's what I, I find that I do. I do a lot. And, and, and so the relationship is that I get that back, you know, sometimes in the midst of doing nothing, I hear and another thing, but we weren't even talking about nothing, right? What did I do now? <laughs> but that's just kind of how, that's just kind of how it goes. So I uh, coming from parents that prayed, um, you know, three times a day. Um, it's just kind of like what you do. You just, you just kind of talk to God all the time. Cause he's always talking. He's always there. Um, even when I don't realize it, even when I don't think he is, I, I know that he is. Um, and my nugget would be, don't believe the lie of the enemy. Mm. That you are, you are enough. You are who God called you to be. You are who God said you are. And to not listen to the lie of the enemy because it's a lie. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Miss Nanette, coming to you, my sister. Okay. Prayer is um, your communication with God. And sometimes when we pray, we need to be silent and see what God is speaking back to us. If we're all the time talking, what is he saying back to us? Also, prayer changes situations and circumstances, but mostly prayer changes you. Mm, And my And my next would be uh, nobody but God. Period. That ain't fair. She had two nuggets. That ain't fair. Period. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what though, Apostle Keisha, I'm the I am the silent one of the whole group though. This book has pushed me somewhere that I did not expect to go. Mm. It took me from it took me from obscurity to notoriety, and I mm, thank come God. On. That and I thank God every day for Apostle Tina Beatty. Yes. I can change her trajectory and coming back and getting us. And when I saw that call on Facebook, it was like a baby leaped in my belly to mm. go ahead and be part of this project. And honey, I am 
out of all the 12 of them, I'm, I think I'm the only one that uh, was a housewife and didn't work. So I had to pull on them to teach me how to do things because I didn't know. Like um, like the margins and um, your fonts and all that kind of stuff. Honey, they, they, had to, they had to school me every week on how to get on how to get on Streamline or whatever we on, honey. They had to come and get me and get me on there. <laughs> That's why I said the struggle is real. Well, the let, struggle let's... is real. Well, y'all know what I y'all know what I say. Won't he do it? <laughs> won't he? Won't he will? Do? Won't he will? What he want? What he woo woo woo? Yes, you better know he will. <laughs> listen, if it's in his plan, listen. This book. Let me tell y'all something. See y'all get y'all go give me stuff. This thing was orchestrated before y'all was even in the womb okay he already knew what was gonna happen when how what day what time who and all of that and so won't he do it yes he will so and he and he will send the people that you need the help that you need all you got to do is show up amen can i can i say one more thing absolutely okay this is how god orders your steps on april the first 2010 I was sitting in the uh, oncologist oncologist office and him telling me that I had stage 4 cancer let's zoop up let's go fast forward April the 1st 2023 the release of the book uh oh Look, they don't want to get this testimony. We didn't like now. She been all this time. Oh, come on in the room. We come lost she, she was saying that on April the first is then we is when we did the book launch. Wow. Yeah, on the same oh, day that she yeah. was diagnosed with cancer. Right. So twelve years yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve of us. Right. 12 yes. years okay. 12 look at god look i know i'm and i'm coming to that number 12 in my bible trivia y'all better know y'all listen because oh, i'm a, <laughs> i kind of figured i'm uh-huh. coming to that number 12 because 12 uh-huh. listen y'all better know numbers when 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 they in when numbers are important when they in that bible and that word and 12 is my right. favorite 12 is my favorite number yeah that is my favorite number yeah number 12 yeah. so but look at God. Amen. Amen. That's a testimony in itself right there. Amen. It is. Amen. Yes. All right, Tierra, what you got? What's your what's prayer mean to you? And, and what's your nugget? Listen, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Prayer. So you got a problem through prayer, you got the answer. Period. So if mm. you still got your problem, it's because you don't know how to pray. What? Period. What? What's my nugget? Seek God in all things. And everything else will be added unto you. That ain't really the right look. That's Tierra's version. That ain't King James or nobody's. That's my version, and I'm sticking to it. But y'all know the word. But yeah, so if you got a problem, Jesus is the answer. You want that answer? Then I'm gonna need you to go pray. Period. I'm gonna need that. Mm. I'm gonna need that. Okay, thank you. All and, right. Well, you know, what? you know, you're gonna go to this to the visionary. Let me just say, you you have no idea how out of character this is for her she would rather sit in the back of a room and say nothing not be recognized kind of shrink down in a corner and just kind of be like hi and you're like come on out so she for her the way she pushes us it's a push for her 
So the, the, the fact that we're even here is because she came out of what her, her preferred place, which is the quiet place to be up front. Mm. She's not an upfront person. She'd rather be behind mm. the scenes, behind the camera, but to push us, she led from the front. And I just want mm. to yeah, you know. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Amen. Oh, yeah. oh, because oh. if the, there's a that's not her. That is so so not her. Um, unless she's given a word. Now that's another whole person. That's a that's uh, a whole another story. Yes, I was about to say right there. Yeah, that's yes, that's yeah. another story. Yes. But, but Tina B we, would rather be actually downstairs feeding the kids as opposed to being upstairs. So okay. Okay, go ahead. Amen. Yes, I'm go coming ahead, back. Apostle. I'm coming back around to this visionary because and you know I'm a, thank you for sharing that because see we 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 um sometimes think that we are one thing, but God sees something totally different, right? And so in this space where um, as we are growing and maturing and becoming the, the people, the women that God has called us to be, the people that God, the children that he's called us to be, he He, he will put us in places and spaces and stretch us like, now, listen, I did a talk on that. It's in the stretch, right? My it's God. in the stretch. That thing, I'm going to send it to you. It's actually on Facebook. It's in the stretch. Woo! God gave me that word is in the stretch. It's on Facebook on the um, I was on um Sister Nina Crump's uh she does a circle, Sister Saturday Circle. That thing, and mm. God gave me that word is in the stretch. And so, Dr. Tina, I want to tell you it's in the stretch, okay? And it's in the stretch that we and I hate stretching, y'all. Look, that's how I started. I hate I exercise, I will lift a thousand pounds. But if you tell me to stretch, I will, I want to scratch, I want to fight you because I don't <laughs> like stretching. But guess what? It's in the stretch that the muscles grow, it's in the stretch that everything transforms, is in the stretch, and so. Yes, you may want to be in the background, but it's in the stretch, sis. And that's why this came to fruition right now. And that's why I asked you that question, why now? Because it's in the stretch. And when mm -hmm. we least expect God to stretch us to places and spaces, that's when it happens. And so I thank you for being obedient because that's what it's about, being obedient to what God says. It's not about what we want to do and what we're used to doing and how we want to be in the background or be in the front, whatever that may be. And so thank you for your obedience to bring these phenomenal women together yes. and to allow God to stretch you Mm -hmm. from what you are used to doing or what you like doing or your humbleness or whatever it may be. I don't know. Whatever that thing yeah. is that keeps you where you are. But thank you, Queen, for being obedient and allowing God to stretch you to bring forth now a testimony and something that will be here, a legacy for years and something that will heal others, right? Because that's what this is all about, about healing others. And so I just want to, so what does prayer mean to you and, and, and what is your nugget? But I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you because I can, I can see even from when Tierra said, you forgot, like, I can see your humbleness. I can see the, 
the the that is not even about you, right? I can see your heart. Like I see you, like I see your heart. And for this platform, it's about the other women. And that's what your mantle is. But trust me, God is going to stretch you queen to places you never even thought or imagined. He's going to have you doing things that you never thought that you would do. Trust me on it. But go ahead. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> well, I give God all the glory and all the praise because it's just yeah it's in the stretch and uh, i can be in the background i don't have to be noticed i don't have my name don't have to be called out none of that i'd rather push everybody to the front give them their um let them go forth let people hear what they have to say you know because i know god has equipped them have poured into them and given them a platform where they can speak and um, it's just, no, it's not about me. It really isn't. So I just, I get excited when I see uh, these women or anybody go forth and that they be, that they are functioning in their gifting and in their call go forth. And I can just see what God is doing. I'm excited about them functioning and what God has called them to do. You know, even if I don't ever get back up, you know, get on the mic or whatever, but to see somebody else go forth, that, that just brings joy to my heart. It brings joy to my heart. But thinking about prayer, prayer is everything. Prayer is a lifestyle. That's you, you live, breathe prayer. You can't make it without prayer. You got to be able to pray and commune with God, your father, our father, Abba father. That time of prayer and intimacy with the Lord is what we what it what we should desire is to be in the presence of god and know the voice of god and have that relationship that not just you know just i know god no i have an intimate relationship where i know mm. his voice uh, in prayer you can you there's a prayer that you don't even have to pray that god will answer before you even ask jesus yeah there's times where you 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 fought it and God answered before you even asked him. Just being in the presence of God and just taking that time out. Prayer is, like I said, a lifestyle. It's every day, all day long. You're walking around, you're, having, you're talking to the Lord, and the Lord is talking to you. And as Sister Nanette said, being silent. You don't mm. always have to do the talking. Let God talk to you during that quiet time, that time, that space, that, that space and time that you set aside just to, hear what the Lord has to say to get your instructions, you know, and how to go about your day, you know, to get built up, to get strengthened, you know, before you go to work, you know, know how to pray, how to come up against the enemy, how to command your morning, how to speak into your day, you know, knowing the different types of prayer, you know, how to pray, when to pray, what to pray about, and mm -hmm. then believe what you're praying will come to pass so it's 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 just prayer is is key that unlocks doors mm. and this prayer is key that locks doors jesus when you're keeping the enemy out mm. so you gotta have that relationship and know who you're praying to and know the voice of god in your quiet time in your secret place with god so what I want to leave as a nugget is at the end of my chapter and it says live to overcome 
and overcome to live. Mm. Live to overcome and overcome to live. So it works both ways. You know, Amen. living to come to overcome. You're coming out. I live. I got to come out of this. I don't want to stay stuck. I don't want to be bound up. But I got to live and get past the place of that of that that place that has me stuck or in bondage. I got to overcome. And then, then once you overcome, then live. Mm. Once you've overcome, then live. Don't stop there. Keep going. Yes. Amen. I this has it. been awesome. This has been I awesome. Love and it. I thank you. I thank you for your being able to speak on your platform. You are an awesome woman of God, a powerful, anointed woman of God, full of faith. Thank you. Full sis. of faith. Mm. Just keep being you. Just keep being you. Thank I don't know no other. You. I don't know no other way to be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love what you said. To our, look, I got so many nuggets and so many. I love what you said, though. You said um, you love you love a lot of gems on that table. But she, I love what she said. Prayer locks and unlocks doors that 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 thing right there. That was the whole word, too. So thank you for for that. And again, like I said, thank you for your vision. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for um, allowing God to use you and to, to be able to bring forth such fruit for other people to be able to, um, to eat off of, to chew on, to Amen. be able to take what they need and then, you know, use it. But y'all, I want to say this and, and, and God has been laying this on my heart so much lately, you know, it's not a, just about reading the word and hearing the word, we got to do the word and we got to live the word and we got to let this thing get in our hearts and in our minds so that we can go forth to produce just like all of these testimonies and these things in this book that come from the heart so that others, is, I'm telling you, it's all about healing someone else. It's all about, I love this title, I Live to Tell It. So it's all about telling it and then like you said to live like when you overcome it to continue to live so amen amen all right y'all so we're gonna do some bible trivia it's only oh. one it's only one question and it's a is a few of y'all so y'all can help each other usually it's just one person and i love when i when I say that, because it's like we get to the end of the interview and I'll be like, all right, we about to do Bible trivia. And people be like, oh, come on, Georgia, for real. But it's fun because it helps me. And I do it as well, because when you see it again, you'll think about me and you'll think about this day and this interview. And so that's I mean, not that it's all about me, but I'm just saying like it'll bring back hopefully some good memories and some laughter. So. All right, y'all. Like I said, 12 is my favorite number. It's 12 of you lovely queens who did this project. And so my question is, who were the 12 disciples? And so I just want to know who was the 12 disciples and what their names is. Oh, we got to go through the names. <laughs> oh, you want all of them? Well, you got Peter. John. John. Come on. Matthew. 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 Uh-huh. Mark. Yes. Do you want the original 12, like right, including Judas, 12. or not? Judas, oh, that's Judas, Judas. that's right. <laughs> John the Baptist. James. 
James. James. How many is that? I don't know. Where else did we go? <laughs> um, I mean, she not counting, though. Where's I mean, that? Oh, Peter, no, Paul. No, I said Peter. No, no Paul. No, Peter. Paul. Oh, well, Paul Peter. No, uh, afterwards. Did we say Philip? Somebody. Yeah, there you Phillip. go. Y'all said Judas. Yeah. Somebody Bartholomew. said Bartholomew. Bartholomew. There we yeah. go. Somebody oh, said John. Simon. Simon Peter. Simon Peter. Simon Peter, yeah. we said. Come on. How many, oh, how many we got? How many we got? Well, all right, hold on. Andrew, did we say Andrew? Andrew, Andrew, yes, ma'am. Right. I don't know. We said, we said James and John and Matthew. Thomas. 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 Uh huh. You got. Uh, I don't know how many more. Two more. What? Two more. Who we got? Yeah, who we it got? Start, it start with an S. You said Philip. Sam. Simon. 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 There was Who's two Simons. There was Simon and Simon. Simon. And yeah. then one more that start with a T. Timothy. We said Thomas. No, Thomas, we said uh, no. Titus. Th. Th. Not Thomas. You already said that. We said Thomas. <laughs> Tha. Th. Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Yes, Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Oh, Thaddeus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ladies, your God. Yes. Come on in. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> See, now, wasn't that fun? Look, I had yeah. to really write it's them very all down, too. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lying. Yeah, because I think we got to okay. go back to vacation Bible. Right, we got to go all the way to vacation Bible school. <laughs> Listen, we're naming them all together. Yes, when I came, I said, ooh, it's 12. 12 decide that's my favorite. I told you 12 is mm -hmm. my favorite number. But, yeah, so it's just a little fun to end. Also, before I go, please um, tell us, Visionary Doctor said, how can people get the book? I know that it's out already. Um, so please and tell them and I will uh, make sure I put it in there. So please tell them how they can get the book, where they can go. If you have anything coming up, like if you have a, a book launch, have we already missed the book launch? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. So if you have anything else coming up, though, I heard somebody mention like a play. Like, what is that? Yeah. Are we speaking something yeah. into existence? Come on in here. Yes. So just let's yes. tell us what, what you got going on and where they can get it and all of that. And then we're going to be out of here. But go ahead, okay. please. What the book can be um, purchased individually from each um, co author. We have the books, they have um, also. Uh, on their websites, you can purchase the book. Um, like I said, Amazon. Um, let me see. Amazon, you can purchase it from each co-author. We are definitely um, doing a conference book tour. We will be in South Point, Ohio, September the 15th and mm. 16th. And I think it's called Tri-City Worship Center. I'm just trying to make sure. Tri-State. Tri-State or Tri-City, Tri-State Worship Center in South Point, Ohio. Um, we will be there September the 15th and 16th. And then we will be in Flint, Michigan, October mm. the, what is that, Tierra? October, October, hold on. 27, 28. Yeah, October 27, 28 at uh, Refuge Temple. Refuge Temple in Flint, Michigan. So we will have another conference there. We were to be in South Africa um, in sep 
in October, the early part of October, but that has been postponed. Uh, so we're not going to be there this year, but we are, are coming together out of the book. The Lord laid it upon my heart to do a play mm. to take each chapter. So we're working on that and trying to bring it to different places. So far, I think we have three places that want the play to come. And that's, you know, doing it here in West Charleston, West Virginia, in Maryland, and in South Point, Ohio. There may be a few other places, but we are, that's um, going to take place next year. But to do a, um, a play about this book, all 12 of these authors, um, a little a, a little piece of it and really bring it out so that that play can minister to those that are in the audience mm. and that they can get delivered they can get healed they can get saved they can get set free but Amen. it is going to be a holy ghost play do you hear me a holy ghost play so with that being said also i am in the second part volume two of i live to tell it and it is uh called my story his testimony the power mm. of forgiveness so this book is going to have a topic and we're going to be dealing with forgiveness so the whole book will be about forgiveness and it's so good that you said what you said about forgiveness you know when you were talking to minister joy that you know this is what this book is going to be about so mm. they will read it you know come out of all that unforgiveness you yes. know go and forgive because it does it, it affects you in your health it affects you mm. in a lot of different places you don't realize what's happening to you or what's going on uh, around you you know you yes. see there's the bitterness you know and just things that are taking place but this book is going to minister and set souls free so i'm excited we are taking um i'm getting a uh, I'm, I'm praying that i'll have 12 authors you know to write this book as well and even after that you know the lord already told me what he wanted to do with this book he want i mean the second book which is volume two is to um do a cd so it'll mm. be something different that's going to come out of each book so with this second book the first book is the play then the second book will be a cd so it'll be more it'll be prayer instrumental part in the beginning then it'll go into worship then it'll go into praise and high praise so that way if you are praying you know you'll have a cd that you can just soak in uh, in, in his presence and then go into worship and then you come out of worship with a high praise so that's the way and that's the order that the that the lord gave to me so these two books is going it is 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 definitely going to give glory to the lord you know and how Amen. he wants to do it the play as well as the books and the cd so that's where we are we're going to start um getting the 12 uh i'm 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 speaking at 12 authors Amen. authors in august and get the second book being written amen so. won't he do it won't he do it won't he win <laughs> <Don't> he? <laughs> right. won't he do yes. it i think that is a good place and space to to end thank you so much y'all i thank y'all thank y'all thank y'all always for tuning in to another thank episode you. of praying and preaking with your girl georgette aka the preaker make sure you Go and support and get this book. I live to tell it. So, all right, y'all. Y'all know what I always say. I'm out. Deuces. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.
It's your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker, and stay tuned for some outtakes. Deuces! I, I mean, listen, sometimes <laughs> in this pre, some has said that we'll release and set somebody free, okay? Because won't he do it? <laughs> so we gotta have that, and I like to do it, because we just don't know, because sometimes it, it, the best things be said when we preparing. But hello, everybody. Listen. Hello. I don't know if your sister friend warns you, but um, Georgette, a.k.a. The Freaker, has no sense. She loves the Lord. And we just want to sit here and have us a serious sister conversation. Please just, just be who you is, because I'm going to be who I am. And it's gonna All right. Be <laughs> okay. Oh, we're going to have so, a great time. We're going to have an awesome time. because Yes, guess we what? are. Because we woke up this morning. Amen. So we're going to have a Without mine. Y'all better sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing with you. Stay the on only, the Lord. This the only time I can sing. My tribe won't let me sing because I really cannot sing. But I love to sing and I love music. So now this is my podcast. So I can sing if I want to. There so you go. I can sing if I want to. Lord, yeah, praise yeah. up. Praise yeah. up. Yeah, praise yeah. up. Lord, put yeah. your prayers yeah. up. Prayers yeah. up. Yeah. Prayers yeah. up. Yeah.